Welcome to the Odd Dad Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out, and this is the show where I share my crazy view of the world while generally making fun of things. This week, I've got a story, kind of a callback to last week's show. We got more road trip rants, and of course, the 400-pound elephant in the room. Did I get that mixed up? Uh, we've got some Pokemon Go stories, and in BS from the news, I've got a story that's probably the only thing stopping Poke World domination, and just how bad one little typo can be. But first, I don't know if this is like ironic or like meta or just a coincidence. I don't know. I'm not hip with the lingo like you, you kids. Uh, but I was actually listening to my buddy Mark from the What's Happening with the New Man. And funny show, guy's crazy, he's Australian, so it's a little difficult to listen to his accent sometimes, but he's still hilarious. Well, I was on a road trip this week for work. I was actually listening to his most recent episode, where he not only gives a shout out to this show, uh, but he actually basically references that he is on the road on his own road trip with his family at the same time. So he's on the road with his family listening to my show where I talk about being on the road with my family and my car breaking down while his car kept <laughs> breaking down. So I don't know if this is like, you know, a meta thing. I don't I don't understand what the meta, whatever, the, I think it's what self-referential, whatever. Or maybe that episode was just jinxed or something. Because it seemed like every time we looked up, every time my wife and I were checking Facebook and all the other funny parents and blogs and 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 other podcasts we listen to with parents involved. It seemed like everybody was going on road trips. Everybody was having a fucked up time. And almost everybody had car trouble. So this is the this is the the summer of funny car stories, I guess. But you know, on a positive note, we survived our trip. Everybody else survived. He and Mark survived. Uh, you know, long enough to come back and do a show telling everybody else how funny my show is. So hey, you know. Props to Mark. Um, <laughs> but speaking of my road trip for work, um, my job, which I don't explicitly state, I work overnights generally, but we started, restarted doing uh, kind of these overnight trips because we're op- we operate out of Phoenix, but we have contracts and we have jobs all over the state. And we even have some jobs that extend over into California, which fucking suck. But we started doing, restarted doing these uh, overnight trips where basically we would leave on Saturday morning, go do a bunch of jobs in parts scattered about the state on Saturday, stay in a hotel, and then come back doing more jobs on Sunday. Or if we're feeling really lazy, we'll do all the fucking work in one day, sleep and just drive home. Sometimes you can do that. But anyway, uh, we just started doing those again. And, and it's a great thing to do from like a a employee perspective, I guess, because obviously when you're on the road, they have to pay you. Like you, you punch in when you get to the office and basically you get in that van, you're on the clock. So you're getting paid for all the time you're driving. 
obviously this is something that we couldn't just like, oh, I'm going to drive up and drive back and it'll be a day and whatever. It's like I get a lot of those jobs like, oh, got to go to Tucson for the day. Tucson's two hours away. That's not a big deal. Uh, but this last weekend, I had to go to Kingman, Arizona, which is almost four hours away, which is just, it's like next door to the Grand Canyon damn near. It's a few hours away because Grand Canyon is fucking far, but which we've talked about. But uh, no, I had to go up to Kingman, but I had to go up to Kingman the long way because, like I said, it's doing a bunch of jobs along the way and then coming back down. So, you know, it's it's a lot of driving. It was like four and a half hours one way. This is dumb, but it's great because I'm getting paid to drive most of this way. When we get those long trips like that, it's like you're getting paid probably more for driving than you are for the actual work. But you're fucking driving, and that's the worst part of it. Like, I just came off of two road trips where I spent days upon days upon days driving, and then I have to get back in my work van and go and drive for two days. So, needless to say, I've got the mother of all trucker tans right now. Uh, but, yeah, that's not actually the issue. Uh, What's funny, like I said, is like we'll go up, we'll stay in a hotel. Except this time, we were staying in Lake Havasu. And if you know anything about Lake Havasu, you know this is basically just a big party lake area. Um, it's it's just like every other like big party lake touristy place where people will go and just get drunk as shit and party all night. And then go back to the hotel, and we're going to sit there at the pool and drink and come down or whatever. But everybody's sitting there loud and rowdy and being like, oh my god, fucking shut up! Until what, until whatever point they close the pool at the hotel and they kick everybody out, basically. So, we're there on work, and we're by this point, it's like 10 o'clock at night. We've been on the road since 11 o'clock in the morning and we're like, no, I just want to fucking eat and go to bed. Well, these fucking rowdy sons of bitches shot the fuck up. But yeah, that's that's the life. It's the summer in Arizona, and we're in a in a town with a huge ass lake, which is incidentally the border between Arizona and California. So not only oh Arizona, California, and Nevada, a nice little cluster right there. So you've got casinos on one side in one area, and like right up the street, there's casinos, and then there's fucking crazy California shit and people parking and there must have been 10 fucking boats in this parking lot and when you're trying to park a commercial cargo van there's not a lot of room stupid people but yeah stupid drunk people get up in the morning they fried all their brain cells on saturday at the lake and drunk their way around the bar at the hotel because it was actually a nice hotel that had like a bar and a lounge and all this nice stuff it was kind of cool but get up in the morning and obviously these people have not recovered any of the brain cells they fried the day before in time to get up for breakfast and i'm used to you know it's established i work at night i have my boys during the day so i'm used to having to get up early in the morning so as much as i didn't want to i woke up at six o'clock in the morning well hotel breakfast didn't start till seven i was able to get up get all situated and awake again not that i fucking wanted to I would have much rather slept in. Like, yeah, I don't have to get up with the boys. Fuck, I'm awake already. Um, might as well get get ready to get back to work. Um, but I get up. I get all situated. Like, all right, breakfast starts at 7. Speaking of which, well, who the fuck starts breakfast that late? I've never been to a hotel that didn't start breakfast until 7. That's just kind of crazy for me. Normally, they'll start at like 
five thirty or six, like something stupid early in the morning and then cut it off way fucking early. So they totally like screw everybody who wanted to, who all the drunk people who were sleeping in. So I, I, I kind of like that plan, but at the same time, under normal circumstances, I don't fucking wake up that early in hotels. I sit in bed and I sit there and wait and I was like, oh fuck, breakfast is going to end in five minutes. It's like, it's only eight o'clock. I know breakfast is going to start or end in five minutes. I've straight up had hotels where breakfast was over at 8.30. Now that's just stupid and I will admit, but it totally seems like, a, oh, we're trying to keep the crazy people that are drunk or whatever. I don't know. But anyway, breakfast was 7 to 10. So I had to get, I got up 7 o'clock. I go over, I sit down and have my breakfast and it was like just kind of a cluster of old people that were smart enough to get up early or they're just old and they get up early. Uh, but I sit down and... I don't know if you've seen, if you've been in a hotel lately, where it seems like everybody's got hot breakfast now. It's just kind of the thing. You cannot, you can't get away with the uh, old school continental breakfast. I was like, oh, we're going to have a, a little bucket of ice with some uh, cartons of milk and orange juice and some little, like those pre-made cereal boxes and maybe some muffins and donuts or something. And that's something that's, that's breakfast. You can't do that anymore. I don't remember which hotel chain started it, but when they started doing hot breakfast, they like they just fucked everybody. It just became the norm. It's like everybody's got to have hot breakfast. If you don't have hot breakfast, you don't have the business. And I totally will admit to, I don't go any, we don't stay in any hotel where you don't have breakfast. I'm talking to you, Hiltons. Uh, you ever stay in a Hilton? They don't have free breakfast. You've got to go down to their fucking restaurant. And their fucking restaurant, breakfast is fucking expensive. They're like, I realize it's a Hilton, but you know what? Paris doesn't need any more goddamn money. The end. Okay. Next thing you know, I'm going to be getting cease and desist shit from Hilton, I'd swear. But whatever. Maybe give free breakfast. Your hotel's cost enough. You can give a free fucking breakfast. Anyway. But I get down and I'm having breakfast down at the, in the little hotel restaurant down there. And they've got the like nice little buffet thing, you know, the scrambled eggs and sausage and juice and cereals and all this crazy shit and the coffee and what, you know, they had the, the normal, you know, hot breakfast spread, you know. And what has become the standard in all of these hot breakfast spreads, those little do-it-yourself waffle irons. You know, where like you sit there and you just pour your waffle batter in there and it makes your waffle. Um, cool. Used them. They're pretty awesome because you get nice big ass fucking waffles and it, it, it works out. Um, so I'm sitting there and I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm obviously if I do this. I'm a people watcher. I was like, I'm sitting there and my, my other tech, he's still up in the, in the hotel room. He's doing his thing. I don't know. So I'm just sitting there drinking my coffee, eating my eggs and my waffles. And then the, looks like the entire rest of the hotel wakes up and there's like 20 people walk in all at once. I'm like, Oh fuck. I'm glad I'm almost done eating. But then I look and I see this crowd building around the waffle iron and I just start hearing this beeping noise going off and you just realize, oh, these fucking people don't know how to use a goddamn waffle iron. And then I see the little old lady buffet attendant come out from around the corner because I can tell she's getting annoyed as fuck with the sound of this alarm going off. And she stands there and explains like, oh, you have to turn it over. Like, okay. And they stand there and they try and turn it the wrong fucking way. Uh, and then she comes back and he's like, oh no. And she's just flat out, just starts fucking turning because they've got a couple of them. It's a big 
big area. They've got a couple of them. She's sitting there literally flipping everyone's fucking waffles in their little waffle iron machine. I, I've, I admit, I've used these things a few times. We've stayed in a few hotels. They've been around for a few years. I mean, yeah, they're new to the, the hotel landscape with the whole hot breakfast thing and all. But I mean, I've, I've used these a few times. First time I used one, didn't know how to use it. Do you know how I figured it out? The instructions are written on the fucking machine. Big, bright, colorful fucking instructions right on the machine. Just pour in the batter, fl- close the lid, flip the machine. There's two big handles. Flip the machine. Oh, yeah. And the instructions are written on the big thing where you get the waffle batter. Fill the thing, close it, flip the machine. It's on the fucking batter, too. Like, oh, and if that wasn't enough, when you close the lid, there's a little fucking arrow that keeps telling you to flip the goddamn thing over. Every, it, the instructions for how to do this. And then it's got a big fucking alarm that's just sitting there screaming at you, pissing off the little old lady around the corner, and, and they don't get it. They'll sit there closing. Somebody actually sat there and burned their fucking waffle because they didn't turn over the fucking thing and let it sit that long. Like, are you fucking kidding me? You let it sit there screaming at you and beeping and and shit without thinking, oh, maybe I need to turn the thing. What? No. You're fucking dumb. I watched this lady stand there explaining how to use the stupid iron to the same group of people for like 10 minutes. Just keep having... Look, people, it's like... Starting to get her up on stage with a microphone. Like, Look, motherfuckers. I'm sitting here holding a fake microphone while I'm talking to a real one. Good job. Uh, hey, listen, motherfuckers. <laughs> Flip the goddamn waffle iron over the first time. Because that's what old ladies sound like. Uh, she was basically like the most idiotic way of having these, like, literally just sitting showing them. I'm like, oh, God, you guys are fucking dumb. The instructions are right there. You do not have to be getting lectured by an old lady on how to make a fucking waffle. And she said, and she, she, and the fact that she just repeatedly kept having to tell the same group of people how to do it. And every time the next person goes up to the line and they close the lid and beep, 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 beep. And I was like, oh my God. And here she comes again. It's like, you have to turn it over and then wait. And then you open it up after it goes up, after it beeps again. And I was like, it's, it's, it's literally idiot-proof. The instructions are in front of you in so many different ways. And yet, they... they ah, ah! I hate stupid people. Did I mention I hate stupid people? Uh, yeah. The more I think about it, the more frustrated I get with stupidity. I hate stupidity, really. For me, just watching people sit there and be dumb enough to not know how to use a waffle iron that has the instructions fucking branded on the fucking thing... And in so many different places. Like, they do everything other than branded inside of your eyelids. It's like, come on. Yeah, it's that easy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but enough about stupid people who don't want to make fucking waffles. Because it's everywhere, you kind of have to you know, mention the big, the, the 400-pound gorilla mon that's wreaking havoc on everybody's data plans. Of course, it's Pokemon Go! Yay! 
oh, in in the the vein of Angry Birds and Candy Crush and fucking what other stupid apps have come out? Holy shit! But all of these, I'm going to you're going to devote your entire life and every waking minute to your phone because you have to get to the next level. And fucking Pokemon Go. Um, I guess the difference is that at least with Pokemon has like the backing of like 20 years of established game. And this year is actually the 20, you know, 2016 is the 20th anniversary of Pokemon Go or of Pokemon. Like, I just want to think about this, this fucking game. And it's not Mario. And I guess, you know, yeah, it's a Nintendo game. And I guess Nintendo is really good with it's like, they keep a fucking title around. They create a character. They create a thing. They keep it around. Mario's been around for fucking ever. Um, you know, Kirby, Pokemon, they don't, Zelda, they don't let this shit go. So, I guess it makes sense that it, they're still punk pushing out Pokemon games, you know, 20 years later. So, I mean, that's a huge draw. I mean, people jump even though, like, my, I've never played Pokemon. Never. Um, I, I kind of watched the shows. Why? Because I have little brothers and it was a cartoon show. Um, and it was fucking on every day. You know, Pokemon, the cartoon was back, was on back in the day when you had a daily children's cartoon and it was a new episode every day. It wasn't like now where you get a new episode every week, if you're lucky, where it ran seasons. It was like, shows didn't used to run seasons. You just had a fucking cartoon every day. You know, I would like, I like a love hate relationship with the animators and old cartoons because they were always fucking working. They had to be working all the time because they had to churn out 30 minute fucking cartoons, you know, constantly year round every week, 52 episodes a year or whatever. Maybe they'd take a break and they might do 50 episodes a year, whatever. But I mean, yeah, I never really got into Pokemon as a, video game as a card game again i only watched the show because i had brothers uh, but so for me like pokemon go comes out and i'm like okay whatever the rest of the world on the other hand has become completely obsessed and <clears throat> like i said i think every cell phone company right now is just loving this because everybody's using up their fucking data and probably bu and buying fucking extra battery packs and all this extra bullshit. I was like, oh, I need a stronger battery because I can't play Pokemon Go for 17 hours straight. And I'm sure you've been out there and seen all of the kids out there. It's bad enough kids at their phone with their Facebook and their Twitter and all this. Like, now they don't even fucking look up because they're sitting there using the, the uh, augmented reality feature. To where you can sit there and, and pan your phone around and see fucking Pokemon in reality. You're looking for invisible monsters in, in at the park. Um, but people just, it's just, I can't, I, I don't, I, I don't, I can't say I don't get it. I get it. I understand how you can get sucked into a game like this because it's like everybody wants to have a task, right? The game gives you a goal. It puts you a, what's a seemingly simple goal of you got to catch them all, right? Nice catch. Nice, nice tagline. Got to catch them all. Now, there's like a hundred. I don't know if I know because I'm a nerd. General nerd knowledge. I know original game. There were 150 Pokemon. I also know in the original game, you couldn't fucking catch all of them in the game because, you know, 
to a degree, Nintendo were dicks like that. Like the the top two, the Mew and Mew Two, again because I, I still have general nerd knowledge, um, weren't actually in the game. Fine, you had to like fucking do some crazy shit with Nintendo, and they and they fucking downloaded it to your Game Boy, your Game Boy, not your DS or three. It's fucking Game Boy, green screen, fucking Game Boy. Maybe the Game Boy Color, whatever, but. They would download it to your Game Boy, whatever the fuck knowledge they had to do that. So I understand that, that there's a goal. Catch all the Pokemon. I don't, I heard they don't have them all, whatever. But there's like a hundred fucking something, whatever Pokemon in this game. So you have this, oh, so every time you catch one, it's like you, you have that excitement, that feeling of, yes, I'm one step closer. I was like, I've, I've got one more. Or I evolved this one so I don't have to catch it, whatever. I understand why people get excited about the game and why people are drawn and want to like obsess over it because there's a goal and they think it's achievable. So I, I, I understand, but just people get so fucking obsessed with games and it's not just Pokemon. It's like I said, it's like fucking Candy Crush and Angry Birds and and shit that like they get so obsessed with these mobile games and it's probably just because and the apps because it's right there in their fucking hand all the time because really as an adult you cannot walk around with your fucking uh, Nintendo 3DS playing video games but if you're sitting there looking at your phone you're like oh you could be acting professional back in the day when it was like Palm Pilots and shit and that was the only kind of thing you you looked like a professional if you're sitting there at your phone doodling whatever the shit because you were probably writing an email or doing something like that because you look professional now you're probably playing fucking pokemon i just i just it's getting it's getting out of hand these crazy obsessions with apps and fucking pokemon and pokemon is everywhere oh my god it's everywhere um to the like i i was working driving past a strip club that's had us their marquee sign outside said uh, cold beer and rare Pokemon inside. Really? The strip club has to be advertising Pokemon? Like, what the fuck happened to the naked girls? Isn't that like your entire point of existence is a place to go see naked girls and you have to advertise Pokemon? Are the girls in your club that bad? It's like, hey, there's a Charizard in here. Come check it out. And and really, do you want to attract the Pokemon crowd to your strip club? Because they're not going to be looking at the fucking girls. If some jackass is in there looking for fucking Pokemon, he's not looking at the girls. Therefore, he's not tipping the girls. Therefore, the girls are getting pissed off and their self-esteem is crumbling because even the guys that are in there aren't watching the naked girls. So what the fuck? At the same time, I'll say there, there's a silver lining to the to the pokey craze domination shit. So nobody's like, because now every fucking meme and everything you see on the internet and Facebook and all this shit is all fucking Pokemon shit. It like it's all oh like look at all the crazy places where we're finding Pokemon. Like there's a Pokemon gym out in the middle of the fucking ocean, and there are actually people taking boat trips out to catch Pokemon or visit this fucking Pokemon gym or whatever shit and literally just smack dab in the middle of the fucking ocean and churches and post offices and bullshit like this and all these places that people are going and like, Oh, look at this thing. It's like, and look at this place and look where I just caught a Pokemon and like pictures of guys in strip clubs catching Pokemon inside the strip club. And like, 
oh, look, it's a picture of a fucking Pikachu on the stripper's ass. Whatever. Uh, the, all the fucking memes associated with, with Pokemon now taking over the internet. But you're not seeing minions anymore. <laughs> because, oh my god, I got so fucking tired of fucking minions. It was, oh my god, minions are so annoying. They're annoying as, as in a general sense. And then suddenly every stupid meme on the internet was minions. And it wasn't even like a relevant thing. It was just, here's a picture of a minion and we're going to say something. You don't need the fucking minion. So stop. I had, I had I was like, I need a minion filter on my fucking web browsers, on, on my everything. But fortunately, I don't need that anymore because they're not there anymore. It's all Pokemon. And as much as the Pokemon are annoying, at least they're not minions. But at the same time, I mean, I don't know. Is is it a lesser of two evils? Um, it's a, it's a. I guess minions are more annoying. That's all I can say. People are more obsessed with Pokemon, but minions are more fucking annoying. So, and, and it's like lesser by a half a percent, I guess. Um, <laughs> but enough about Pokemon. Let's get on to the bullshit from the news. Bullshit from the news. Okay, so I lied. We're not done with Pokemon. Because story number one in news this week, coming from what has to be the funniest subreddit, the uh, not the onion uh, on Reddit. Apparently, according to uh, Muslim officials in Egypt, uh, Pokemon Go is a sin. Yeah, totally. Uh, according to the uh, Sunni Muslim officials in Egypt, um, the obsessive nature of Pokemon Go leads people to neglect their jobs and their lives, uh, much like drugs and alcohol. And alcohol is already prohibited by Islam. So, on, on those grounds, Pokemon Go is a sin. Um, imagine, like, Nintendo is kind of scratching their heads right now. It's like, oh, shit. It's like, we don't get to have any Sunni Muslim players. You know. They fucking care? <laughs> the entire rest of the world is playing, so does it really matter? Um, I think, you know, it's another case of, you know, crazy religious high up person sitting there saying this is a sin that's a sin this is a sin but it's still fucking funny like you're declaring pokemon a sin because it's addictive they're saying about pokemon they did i never heard this about like i said i never heard this about angry birds or flappy bird and that fucking flappy bird come on i mean that game was so addictive the guy who created it pulled it from the fucking market he's like no people are doing stupid no no we got to take this game down so yeah, apparently Pokemon is a sin because people are dumb. If people give up their lives and their families to and their their jobs to obsess over Pokemon. So, yeah. I could kind of see it as an indul overindulgence of whatever, you know, everything in moderation. So, don't play Pokemon Go to the point that you're a sinner if you're Islamic, if you're a Muslim. That's just, yeah. But this time I swear I'm done with with the Pokemon. Uh, story number two this week. And this is great. This is so great. 
apparently the help number, like customer service number, on some EBT cards in Maine actually directs you to a phone sex hotline. Woo! Um, looks like, uh, some of the EBT cards, I guess this is like the, the snap benefits, food stamp cards, whatever they call it in your area or whatever they call it in Maine, I guess specifically. Um, there's a typo in like the number. So you like dial and like, Oh, what's my balance? And you call the number. What's my balance? Um, apparently there's a typo and the number printed on the back of the card goes to a phone sex hotline. Apparently, according to the state, the number is off by one digit. One digit. This is going to be like the worst, most hilarious typo ever in the history of professional, like official documentation. Uh, it's, it's, it's not like, you know, oh, you got a sign that's just kind of hilarious later on. This is a fucking EBT card. It's like your food stamp card calls the phone sex hotline. Now, makes you wonder, some of the people calling, how long were they on that phone before they decided that it was a mis, that they misdialed? Hmm? Do they accept that EBT card for their bill? Somebody's gonna say, no! No, come on, people aren't like that. People are like that. <laughs> Just people are, come on, it's PhoneZax Hotline. Even if, like, pe- people do dumb shit. Just, just, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's just too funny. I was like, oh, how much money do I have on my food stamp card? Like, welcome to Jasmine Summer. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I've never called phone sex line. Never been in a strip club. Yeah, I know. I'm apparently really fucking boring like that. <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 been a fun week, isn't it? Between crazy, like self-referential other podcasts, and and stupid people, and fucking Pokemon taking over the world, I'm hoping it it it, it dies down a little bit because holy fuck, it's getting it's getting out of control, and it's only been a couple of weeks. Uh, but I do want to thank you guys for listening, and again, uh, tell your friends. I'm getting better at this shit. Tell your friends. <laughs> uh, tell your friends and your family and the guy on the bus next to you to to subscribe and, and listen and rate and all this. You know, let your friends know. If you like the show, leave a review on iTunes. The more reviews you leave, the I might get a ranking. Hell. <laughs> and maybe people will more people will start listening. And if you want to drop me a line or send me a message or just tell me I suck. You can hit me up on Facebook or Twitter at Odd Dad Out. And all the show notes and the links to these stories and to my buddy Mark's show, What's Happening with the New Man, all there at odddadout.blogspot.com. And if you really like the show, you can donate on Patreon. And suddenly I won't have to be paying for all of this shit out of my own pocket. You can help me. That's right. You can check me out, and the links to that are on the webpage or patreon.com slash out if you just want to type it in yourself. And damn, I'm getting long-winded this week, but I didn't have this one written out. So, anyway. 
As always, I'm Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. Thank you, and good night. <laughs>